sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. Most people know that saints are an important part of our Catholic faith. But what exactly is a saint? And just as importantly, for some people, maybe more importantly, what do saints matter for us today? That's what we're going to be talking about today at Ignition. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald, and we want to set your faith ablaze so that you might live the adventure that comes from a relationship with Jesus Christ. Before we get into our topic today, talking about the saints, uh, we want you to know that we love listener feedback. So if you've got questions about today's episode or if you have ideas for future episodes, please contact us. The easiest way to do so is by email. And the uh, email address is bishop at... No, I'm kidding. (laughs) That'd be fun. That's not really really his email address either. No, not that one either. Ignition at sfcatholic.org. Again, ignition at sfcatholic.org. We love to get mail. Fan mail is the best, Yes, but we'll also take ideas for future episodes or again, questions about today's topic. So I'm talking um, about today's topic. No more T words. I got nothing. Um, With my, (laughs) I'm going to use a word that I would use all the time with Father Dickinson. My co-host of fond memory he's still alive but he's kind of dead to me oh not really wow co-host of fond (laughs) memories i don't even know how to take that illustrious 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 regular co-host i like that not not complete but right you're regular at this point renee kranz hi renee hello would you mind introducing us sure yourself to us sure um, now here, now I understand listeners from pre- previous episodes lately will know that you're not keen on giving out, you know, personal data not that might much. be part of your security questions. Yes. Um, last week I asked you, uh, or recently mm-hmm. I asked you favorite movie book oh, yeah. or TV show. Mm-hmm. So I want you to tell us about yourself. And then while you're telling that you can be thinking in the back of your mind, because I know you can do this. What's your favorite state that you've been to? State. Be- or favorite state besides okay. South Dakota, your okay. native land. Okay. Uh, so I'm Renee Kranz. I am the interim communications director for the diocese and the editor of the Bishop's Bulletin. Been married to Ryan for 18 years. It'll be 19 years pretty soon, a couple months. Um, from Watertown originally, been living in Sioux Falls since 2005. So um, my favorite state, I've been to a lot of states actually. Yeah. Um, okay. This is weird. I, I think I love Wisconsin. Oh my No, that's not gosh. because of the Packers. It's actually, Bill, if help you've me. driven through, <laughs> if you've driven through the middle of kind of Wisconsin to get to Green Bay, it's a beautiful and Door County through there. Door County is, is amazing. Amazing. Just, but that's on, that's on, but, that's on Lake Michigan. But yes. But then I've also been to um, Maine recently, and that oh, was absolutely gorgeous. Jermaine and I want to go there. Yeah. Acadia National Park was beautiful. Okay. Okay. So probably those two right now. And I could probably think, I mean, I've been to California and all kinds of places, so oh. that's, a, that's a tough one. Oh, see. All right. Well. Okay. Just trying to find that out more it. about you without giving away your uh, security <laughs> questions. Okay. Uh, so, Saints, now, again, as we did recently in the episode on Faith and Reason, which may have been um, the last episode, um, we chatted beforehand, and I and I really like it when my my guests or co-hosts 
uh, when there's a topic that you're really interested. So mm-hmm. we went with this again. And I know, I mean, your work, you, you'll do when you get a chance, you, uh, a, a, a post online, an article about saints. I know that saints are really interesting, um, compelling to you. They, they're mm-hmm. really a fascinating topic for you. And I kind of teased, you know, what is a saint? What does saints matter for us today? But before we get to that, why, why is this for you such a compelling, fascinating topic that you kind of love to think and talk about? Mm-hmm. This is probably more of a recent thing for me, um, but I've kind of gotten a little closer to some some particular saints, and they've uh, really made a difference for me in my life, and just starting to really understand what um, what saints are, what they're doing. This morning on my drive to work, um, Teresa Tamio on on RPR Radio was talking about saints and that they are more alive than we are. And that's so true. And I was like, that's just, that's really cool to think about that, that they're really more alive than we are. So we can talk more about that if you want. Okay. But yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's more of a recent thing for me, but I don't know. They've, they've kind of started to sneak into my life in different ways and different ones. It's weird. So talk about, <laughs> so from the, how, how they start to sneak into your life. Do you, can you identify, maybe was it all them and the Lord, like the Lord sort of just, I'm going to bring these people and raise like, oh, or yeah. can you, can you, could you recognize, did you kind of see it for what it was either at the time or shortly after? Like, oh my gosh, like I'm suddenly more aware of or. Not at the time, but definitely later. For instance, for me, one of the big ones is Padre Pio. Mm. Um, when they had his relics here in the diocese, was that two years ago? I think so. Uh, I went to that. I wasn't really planning on going to it, but I went because I needed to take some photos for the Bishop's Bulletin. So, and then I went up to um, venerate the relics and um, just kind of really started learning more about Padre Pio and um, found a Padre Pio uh, chaplet and used that in a um, uh, bit of a tragedy in our family that, or could have been a tragedy. And um, he really came through for us. And so that, and I, and I'm starting to notice too, other saints that will kind of pop up. And then all of a sudden they, I find that I'm kind of thinking about them more or turning to them more or whatever it is later on. I'll be like, ah, you, (laughs) you're doing something here. Mm. So yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure God's up there going, Hey, she needs a little bit of you right now. <laughs> uh, how how do you know? Okay, you're talking. There are a lot of great things I want to, and and I want to make sure that we get to the set of questions, like so people understand. Like yeah. if they're hearing this, like what are they talking about? Like you talk about <laughs> venerating the relics. What does that mean? Um, Padre Pio's chaplet. You talk. There's a mm-hmm. Padre. I want. I have no idea what that uh-huh. is. I want to find out about that. Um, but you just said you, you, that. You, so you recognize. You become more, oh, you're doing something here. How do you know? Like, what's your sense? And I have an idea of, I'm, I have a guess on how you may answer this, but how do you know the difference between when it's a saint who's acting um, or versus when it's the Lord acting directly? Ooh, I don't know if I know. You just, you can tell the difference. I, I, no, I, no, I don't think I can. I don't know when it's one or the other, oh, but I know oh. that the saint is popping up. So, okay. For instance, um, this must've been a month ago or so. Something I read was a, a, uh, Quote from St. Joan of Arc. Okay. Uh, about, um, I'm not going to probably get the first part right. It's over at my desk, but something about, I am not afraid uh, I was born for this. Yep. 
And right now there's, uh, I'm kind of working, we're working through some things here in the chancery as far as the communications department. So I'm, I'm kind of discerning, uh, what my, uh, end position will be give thus the interim communications director. Um, and that has really suddenly helped me a lot. And I'm like, uh, St. Joan of Arc, this line, this, I was born for this St. Joan of Arc. And it, and it actually came up again this morning. I'm thinking, okay, I think she's. Something's pointing me in the direction I'm supposed to go, and and that's part of it. Okay. So I'm okay. always like, you're being sneaky. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but but that but you know you're recognizing it's her working as opposed to other times when maybe it's more clearly the Lord. So right. you just have a like that's okay. I, I you have a little I sense see. of it. I don't really know. Yeah, but it's a quote of Joan of Arc. Yep. It's likely okay. Yes. It's probably okay. Yes. That's helpful. All right. So there's other things that I mentioned that you said I'm going to come back to, but just for folks who are more like, whoa, you just throw me into the deep end. What's going on? So <laughs> we, we talk about saints all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, how would you, would you answer the question? Uh, and I know I'm asking a lot of questions. So it's okay. Um, how would you answer the question? So what is a saint, Renee? Whether it's a Catholic asking or another Christian, right. what is a saint? Uh, a saint is someone who's in heaven. That's It's really as simple as that. Okay. Now, if you want to say, what is the saint according to the Catholic Church? The church will designate certain people saints. Uh, that it's because of the their... Um, how they live their life and so on, that they can uh, comfortably say this person is a saint because they're in heaven. But anyone who's in heaven is technically a saint. Right, right. So so that's why. So yes, in scripture, New Testament, Paul's letters, he talks about the saints. Mm -hmm. And and we, over time, have sort of made a distinction between lowercase s saints and capital sure, uppercase. Yeah. So the capital ones are the ones that are canonized. Right. One most people recognized, think, yeah, yeah, recognized. Specifically, yeah. So we will come back to them. But yeah, I, I think it's important for, I don't know if um, many Christians, including many Catholics, realize that to be a saint simply means you're in heaven. So that's mm-hmm. why on All Saints Day, November 1st, we are seeking the intercession. We'll talk about that. Um, seeking the intercession of all those men and women who are in heaven, even who we don't definitively know the way right. that we do with the capital S right. saints. Right. Um, so there's a way in which we're all striving for sainthood now. So the way that St. Paul uses the term saints sometimes applies to those of us who are on earth now trying to become right. capital S saints. Right. And then it also certainly applies to those who are, who are in God's prayer. Because to be a saint ultimately means to be as holy as you possibly can. Right. And if you're in heaven... Then you are as holy as you, you could be. <laughs> exactly. So to as be you were supposed to be. Right. How about that? As, yes. Amen. So there's that. But so but then we do have the capital S saints. Uh, and, and we're going to talk about that here uh, in just a moment. That's a way that most people are, are probably used to the term. But if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Ignition. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald, visiting today with... Renee Kranz. I, don't, I, just, I thought I should you let you say know. your name. I sure, know. why not? <laughs> say my name. Say my name. Um, so we're talking today about saints. Why are you holding your... People can see this is video. You know? I know that maybe Bill switched the shot to me, but you just put your head in your hands. You don't like my singing? No. Oh, all right. No. Tough. I'm the show. I'm the host. I have the power. Right, right. You can do whatever you want, I guess. Um, capital S saints. So yeah. canonized saints. Yeah. Uh, that's, the, that's the sense of the term that most of us, Catholic and otherwise, are probably more familiar with right. the church. So what's a... Capital S saint. Um, this is someone who's gone through the process, or the church has brought through the process. They didn't go themselves; they're already <laughs> gone. But the church has worked them through the process of becoming a saint, uh, being named a servant of God, venerable, blessed, and, Look and at a saint. You, you just rattled that off. Yeah. Uh huh. 
Yeah. So there's quite a process to go through. It's not usually short. Occasionally it has been, but yeah. Yeah. So what happens here, and this is uh, just recently starting, for instance, in our own state of South Dakota Mm -hmm. with Black Elk. Nicholas, Nicholas, Nicholas Black Elk, um, and and it's the Diocese of Rapid City that's yeah. starting the cause. They've opened it. Yep, mm-hmm. they've opened the, the 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 cause for his canonization. Ultimately, God willing, his canonization. Um, and, and, and so it's it's started by sometimes, oftentimes, it's local diocese. Maybe yep. it's in this case a layman or a pr- whatever. Sometimes by people, maybe it's a religious order. So the religious community right. will start on their behalf. Sometimes people who are just Super excited. G.K. Chesterton, mm-hmm. uh, early 20th century. Um, it's not the diocese. In fact, the diocese, the diocese does need to sign off on the cause. Oh, sure. And that has actually happened yet in his case. But it's being pushed by just a group of of uh, lay, well, of men and women, not just lay, who are really passionate about G.K. Chesterton and believe that yeah. he is a saint. Yeah. So the cause is open. It's begun. And then they go through those processes. Mm-hmm. I think a couple of the big things for people to be aware of um, – what 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 the the examiners are looking for is a life of heroic virtue. Right. So to be canonized as a saint, you have to be a model. And that's so what is a saint? A saint is somebody who's lived a life of a heroic virtue. They've really sought to live life imitating Jesus Christ. Right. Yep. It doesn't mean they're perfect. No. In fact, they could even have done some fairly bad things before before they yeah, yeah, yeah. they turn their life to virtue. Right, absolutely. There are some saints like that. Augustine. Yeah. Saint Augustine. That's <laughs> it's one right. of the exactly. Big ones. You always think. I think yep. he's a common. People think of him commonly. Mm-hmm. Um, so that at some point in your life, in other words, you begin living a life really following God closely, right. and 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 taking uh, the virtuous life very very seriously to the point seriously that to the point that you're considered um, living heroically. But then also, people may be aware, um, especially the last at the last two stages, to be beatified, there has to be a miracle that's mm-hmm. attributed, clearly attributed to you, the saint, the potential saint to be, to your intercession. Right. Now, I misunderstood, and, th- and then canonization, another one. Another so one. two yes. miracles. Now, the, the, the Pope can and has waived those requirements. This is also right. the church defined this process about a th- thousand years ago to make it more like a more of a rigorous examination. Right. Is this right. person really a capital S saint or mm-hmm. not? And so now you have a standard, um, two miracles are required uh, where somebody prayed, it's not your intercession and you turned to the Lord and a miracle happened as a result. And so now you saint who's the saint, um, uh, that miracle has been approved and attributed to you. When I, For a long time, I misunderstood. I thought this meant that you had to work a miracle while you were alive. Oh, yeah, no. But it's not that. No. It's after you're deceased and people are praying to you, asking you to ask the Lord for right. a miracle. Yep. Um, and martyrs only need one miracle. Be- yeah, because yeah. their martyrdom is yeah. their death as, is yeah, yeah that's yeah. one of them. So any any other aspect of the process of canonization that's really compelling to you, or that you think folks should should know about? Um, I think once you're like, let's say if you're, I'll ask you this question because I don't know this for sure. If you are uh, brought to a venerable, but then never are canonized, you stay venerable. You stay venerable. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's never. Um, Retracted. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they don't oh, take it all made away. Made a mistake. Sorry. Never yeah. mind. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's never retracted. You, you just stay at that state. Uh, there was another thing I was. Oh, oh, okay. So this is the process by which somebody becomes canonized. Why do we do this? So we have examples, I think. 
of of holiness of how to live how to how to do the how to do this thing called life right <laughs> right right yeah right do this yeah. this well yeah just I was gonna say this Christian thing but, but I mean it's, it's life, ultimately yeah. life itself yeah so saints are 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 mod- why do we canonize saints for at least a couple of reasons but one of the primary ones to show us how to live. Mm-hmm. I mean, we know that Jesus lived a perfect life, right. but, but we can might look at, well, he, he was God. God so, I mean, <laughs> um, so when we see examples of other men and women who have been vetted, I mean, the canonization process is like a vetting, they are really, right. because unfortunately there have been men and women who in the church's life who recent, recently, I think of the founder of the Legion of Christ, for instance, um, uh, a priest who seemed in many ways to be very devout, very mm-hmm. reverent, very holy. Turns out he was he was a monster in all sorts of ways. People had no idea. Well, at his canonization process didn't even begin, but the canonization process would would make those things clear. Right. So yes. it's a That's way what f- they're looking for. They're turning over every rock. Exactly. Every right, right, thing. right. Yeah. So so um people who we can have confidence now there's nothing going on here. Later in their maybe once early in their life they were scoundrels, right? right. Um, but 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 we can we can emulate their example. Uh, this is how it me. Well, this is what it looks like to live the Christian life. Right. And the more the merrier. I mean, yes. to have all sorts of different people, different states of life, different gifts, et cetera, et cetera. It makes it easier because a saint who maybe is really compelling to you uh, is going to be maybe less so to me. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so any other thoughts before I, I transition a little bit there? I don't think so. No. Um, so uh, you've mentioned a couple already. So I kind of mm-hmm. want to go back to some of the things you talked about at the beginning. So Padre Pio Padre as Pio. an example, uh, Joan of Arc. So mm-hmm. who are some other saints who, who are really, uh, maybe, maybe not right now, but you've been drawn to in the past mm-hmm. and why for you, if you know the reason. Why. Uh, St. Jude is another one for me. Um, Another, Lost causes, I understand. Yep. <laughs> Not for me, for others in my life that I've prayed to a lot. Okay. Um, let me think. Uh, I I do like Augustine. Um, mostly, I suppose, for his his turnaround, but also he just uh, has a lot of great writings and stuff that are mostly understandable. Right. Right. <laughs> a little Sometimes better than Aquinas. Very long. <laughs> yeah. Um. I do like uh, Mother Teresa, uh, Teresa of Calcutta. Uh, I think she's just a great example of just caring for the poor and so on. Um, trying to think of who else. I can't think of any right no, off the top of my head now, it. but yeah. Um, so with them, and this is, so why, what does saints matter for us today? We already talked about one, their models, but we also seek their intercession. Yeah. So why do we do that? Because nothing divides the body of Christ, which is the right. church. Um, yeah, we don't see the saints literally unless mm-hmm. you've gifted with an extraordinary vision. Have you been <laughs> gifted with an extraordinary vision? No. no. Um, but we know that they're alive. And as you said, even was it from today, you mm-hmm. said, it Teresa was this morning, Tanya, yeah. the saints are more alive than we are. Mm-hmm. They're in heaven. Hopefully they've they've, they've seen the beatific vision and everything. They're dead, aren't they? No, no, they're not dead. They're alive. They're they're, yeah. You don't when you die and you go to heaven. You're not you're not dead. You're you've your spirit has moved to a different place. How about that? So when we say what what is death? Death is the separation 
of my soul and my right. body. The ripping apart, unfortunately, of what's supposed to stay united right. together. My soul and my body right now are together. They're supposed to stay that way forever, but thanks, Adam and Eve. <laughs> um, Darn it. They're... They, they at a certain point in my life that will that, that splitting will occur but my spirit my soul is incredibly alive mm-hmm. uh if you will so that's what death is but yeah we're, we're, there, there's 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 a light life with God eternal life is the fullest form it's it, it is the abundant life mm-hmm. so for those saints who in their souls are are with God those people men and women who are with God they yeah they're more alive than we are no, they don't have their bodies, and right. that way we're alive and they're not. But they are living life abundantly because they are in mm-hmm. the presence of God. Yeah, yeah. And they intercede for us just as we do when someone asks us to pray for them. Right, right. So that's the, it's just I think, simple as that, really. Right. <laughs> just as just as I might ask you to pray for me for some mm-hmm. for some purpose, for myself or a loved one of mine, that's what we're doing with the saints. So I think there's a, a misunderstanding because we use the language. For the Christians, I think they might get tripped up because we say, we use the word pray, right. both for what we do with God and what we do with saints. Right. Uh, so your definition needs to be clear. Right, right. <laughs> so pray, and that comes from the reason for that. Um, so what we do with God, God alone receives our adoration mm-hmm. and our worship. Mm-hmm. We do not worship. Do we pray to saints? Yes, and I'll explain why in a little bit. But the prayer to saints is is, is not a prayer of worship or adoration. Right. It's the so when I ask you the way that we use saints the pray, um, if I ask you to pray for me, that's me praying to you. Right. Yes. Because pray this is that's very true. It's an old English form of the word where you know pray the uh, my lord like somebody yes. to the king or to their master it's an it's i'm requesting i'm asking something of you mm-hmm. i'm not a, necessarily adoring or worshiping you right. as my deity right so that's why um when, when if if you're not catholic and you hear a catholic say uh, pray to saint such and such or so and so they're not saying to worship or no. adore them we only worship and adore the one true god right right so um Praying to saints is just asking them to uh, make intercession for us. Do you have any, anything else around with that that devotion in terms of prayer to saints before we go back to some of the things that you? Mentioned? No, I think when I when I pray to the saints, I always I'm very particular about how I do it. I ask them to intercede on my behalf mm. um, because that's what they're doing. They're interceding for us. They're asking the Lord or or begging God to to do something for us. So I'm not asking the saint. I guess that's in my view. Maybe that's not correct. But in my view, I'm not. I'm not asking Padre Pio to heal someone. I'm asking him to intercede for us to, to do exactly. that. Exactly right. And I think that's a key distinction. So we shorthand that by saying, you know, Padre Pio, help me out with right. this. Right. But what that really means, it's 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 like a it's a it's a contraction, um, and the the yeah. uncontracted <laughs> uh, sentence is Padre Pio, pray for to God for right. help with whatever. Right. Okay, so speaking of Padre Pio, you venerated his relics. Yes. What the heck does that mean? <laughs> I'm not even sure I know. <laughs> well, you did it. I you... did. So there, they, when you have relics from a saint. What's a relic? Uh, it's usually, it could be a lock of hair. It could be a piece of clothing. It could be uh, something oh. that they had or owned. Right, right. So it could, um, be, it could be part of their body. Yes. Or it could be something that... that that, that was theirs yeah. or that touched yes. them. Yes, yeah, that's the other thing. Um, 
and you can uh, often see these relics, sometimes touch them even, depending on the relics, but you can uh, see the relics. Um, the venerate thing is a little new for me, so um, I understand it, but it's still a little weird. So <laughs> tell us what it is, first of all, and then Let's talk see if I can about... explain it. Um, well, venerate is just basically honoring. Yep. So you would... You would see them. A lot of people will touch them and say a prayer in front of them, whatever, ask for intercession. Right. At that point, it's, it's, to me, it seems like it's more of a, like a direct, powerful way to access the saint. Right. Right. That makes sense. It, it comes from, and this is where, you know, um, on the questions of sort of why we do this and sort of the, the, the apologetics for it, Patrick Madrid has a great book called Any Friend of God's is a Friend, friend of, of mine. mine. I've heard of that book. I haven't read it. And, and he talks, and, I, and, I, and I, I didn't have a chance to look it up, but there, there is New Testament precedent for this mm-hmm. um, where, uh, well, so with Jesus, uh, the woman with the hemorrhage just wanted to touch um, the hem of his... His garment, his yeah. cloak. Same thing. Similar things happened with the apostles. People just wanted to touch their clothes to receive healing. Right. So that's sort of the biblical okay. uh, foreshadow. Well, not just foreshadowing. The biblical foundation basis for why we venerate um, the relics of the saints. So, but these are not God. These are not Jesus. Right. So but, but, then but the some apostles, people are probably going to get hung up on that right. but a again, little bit. They did it with the apostles true. too. That's with the true. apostles' yes. clothing. Okay? Yeah. If I just touch Peter's cloak, right. maybe God will heal me. Right. So I think that's that's where we do it. So yeah, I think you, what you just said, it's how many people praying in front of, maybe yeah, touching uh, the relic. Not, and it's not, I, I think it can look, frankly, not only other Christians, but other Catholics, it can feel a little bit superstitious. That's probably right. the weirdness right. yeah. for you, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, but it's not. It's just, again, we are incarnate beings mm-hmm. and we have here some physical object right. which reminds us of this person who lived a life of heroic virtue, his, who is right now more alive than we are, and who is our big brother or sister that we can ask, hey, would you help me out? Talk to dad. I'm going to talk to dad myself, mm-hmm. God, but I'd love it if you did as yeah, well. Yeah, I could use both. <laughs> um, okay, so we just have about a minute and a half ago. I'm dying to know, what's the Padre Pio chaplet? Okay, so there's this chaplet. You can actually get it at um, Catholic stores, at least some of them. But it's like a, a some beads that has a uh, sacred heart uh, thingy. <laughs> Good, sacred heart thingy. Metal? <laughs> Metal? Metal at one end and a Padre Pio one at the other. Okay. And so it has it's three like sections. just a single line. Yep, of... Just a single line. It has three sections. You do a Our Father, Hail Mary, Glory Be, and uh, Sacred Heart of Jesus. I put I put all my trust in you. And then there's a, a couple prayers in between that are um, you're asking Padre Pio to help you, but it's all directed toward Jesus. Right, right, it's, right, right. It's really a it's a quick, powerful chaplet. Okay. Do you know when Padre Pio's feast day is? I did. Yes, I didn't look it up. <laughs> I don't remember. You should know when it is. I know I should. I've written a story about him. I've done. Yes, I know. You should know what it is because it's my birthday. Well, that would not be a reason for me to know it. <laughs> September 23rd. Okay, yes. Um, yeah. I won't name the year at this point. You what? Never mind. <laughs> September 3rd is part of his feast day. I was, uh, yeah, so the saints have particular days. Yep. And, I, and, and after Vatican II, there's sort of a cleaning of the slate, if you will, with the calendar. Okay. And then other states have been added back in. So I was for most, well, no, not for most of my at this point, for for uh, the beginning of my life, 
There was no saint oh, uh, on, on my birthday. birthday, but then I got Padre Pio. That's a good one. Nice. So, that's a good one. Saints, that's a little bit about what they are and what they matter for us today. Thanks, Renee, for being with us sure, today. you bet. And that will wrap up this episode of Ignition. Again, you can email us, ignition at sfcatholic.org, with any thoughts, questions, or ideas for future episodes. And until next time, may God bless you.